0: Welcome to the good life. Oh. Welcome to the good life. The wait is over. Welcome to the good life. And after all the talk, all I gotta say is Welcome to the good life. You're welcome.
1: You're all welcome. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. I'm your host and coach of the Terrace crew, Matt Ricks. We're back on deck tonight, refreshed from a week off, rep around in the books. Unsure if it feels like a day, a week, or a month, but it'll be good to get back into some super And We've got a massive show tonight. It was an epic week in rugby league. There was joy, there were tears, there was jubilation, and there were parents making their kids choose sides, and that was just the latest episode of Bluey. The Blues were beaten in the decider. Will it be a bad omen for Freddie Fittler's men as they fly over the Pacific Highway in two weeks' time? But wasn't it good to hear Ray Warren's dulcet tones, even if it was only for a minute? What does it all mean for Super Coach? What does anything even mean? Joining me tonight, probably, probably best known as the Uncle Stripe of the Pod Pod, uh, the little brother who always gets beaten at squash, coach of Tubes as Pod, Tubes as Pods, Tubes, Tubes. Welcome back to the Pod Pod. G'day, Matt. It, it's
0: interesting you went down that tact because I reckon we've played squash about forty times, and I've won thirty nine of them so uh it's a little bit uh interesting that you've decided to bring that up, but you're the- only,
1: you're the only one who's ended up in hospital after a match, though,
0: yeah, after a wayward <laughs> shot from you, I don't know who that reflects more on
1: yeah well anyway uh, i I just don't recall that, but i do I do remember beating you at least once uh <laughs> Nothing else to add their tubes on that. How'd you go on super Supercoach this week? Last week. Two weeks ago. Whenever it was. Yeah,
0: it's been it's been a it's been a break. It's been a well well needed break. So I'm excited to be back. Uh look, I don't have much good news, uh, apart from my uh for, for those that listened to the show two weeks ago and followed uh the pod of the week, Matty Boy Moylan, who busted out a nice ninety odd. Um well done. He was my he was my silver lining for the week. Uh, but other than that, I had a very unrespectful eleven hundred and uh, fifty odd, and I'm I'm floundering at about eleven thousandth overall.
1: Not too bad. Not too shabby. And
0: losing in head to heads, so it's oh, it's, well, it's not so looking good.
1: good. Our second guest tonight. Um, we'll go with we'll go with the luck. We'll go with Lucky's dad of the Pod Pod. Um. It's a warm welcome back to Coach of the Big Dogs. Very topical, Jono. Jono, welcome back to the Pod Pod.
2: I was wondering where you were going to go for blue, and I was literally hoping Pat Lockie's dad was going to get the call up. So I'm much better now. Thank you.
1: Yeah, Pat and Janelle. Um, my, my son started calling me Pat, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, Jono, how's how you been since since we last had you on a few weeks ago? What's uh, what's been happening in Jono's Supercoach world?
2: Look, I had Palooza over around 13 with the buy, and it dropped me down a lot. I went from like near the top 1,000 to nearly 5,000 after Palooza. but had a good week last week, got uh, 1,270 points and moved back up about 600 ranks. So just kind of in nearly 4,000.
1: So the rocket I gave you on the pod last week while you weren't on uh, had the desired effect?
2: If that's how you want to take it, absolutely. Yeah, it really fired, fired the fellas yeah. up for a big week.
1: Very good. The uh, the terrace crew had a bad week again, probably worst of the season. We uh, we only scored, uh, I think it was eleven sixty 1160 or eleven sixty one, which dropped us down from four hundred. Uh, sorry, one hundred thirtieth or something like that, down to 400 and 435th overall. So still not bad. Um, I'm not super happy with where my team's at. Um, Cam McInnes is starting to hurt a bit, with especially with Finucane back now. Talakai has obviously gone amiss. Oh, sorry, gone into origin. So good for him, but bad for bad for super coaches out there. Um, And Cody Walker is not doing the business for me. So feeling a bit down. And I think the break came at a good time, give me a chance to refresh and and uh, get home for a big end of the season. Hopefully, can get back into the top one hundred to finish the year. Um, We've got a pretty big show tonight. I'm going to go through all the team news as usual um we've got to we've got to get to a big game of who would you rather and that's of course who would you rather for Supercoach and who would you rather be um and uh yeah we got updates on queenstown Bats group updates and league updates as well uh so let's get straight into the queenstown update tubes uh it was another another sad week for uh for yourself and, and dad
0: yeah i think um it it looks like dan came up with the goods and uh, had a good week, so he, he's not here to, I guess, bask in his glory. But he had a twelve sixty nine, and dad. dad, and Dad had a eleven sixty five. So that puts you guys in front now by three hundred and seventy seven.
1: Are we calling it's, it? Are it's you... not an
0: unassailable lead, but Jeez. we're going to need, um, we're going to need a few big weeks in a row. I luck. might just, I might just go very heavy on round seventeen to just try and pull it back, and then ride Dad's coattails for the rest of the way home
1: yeah well max the max trade i've already committed to max trading up to around 17 so we'll have to see how that goes i don't know dan dan's all in for 17 i'm pretty sure so that could be a that could be a bit of a struggle for you yeah so um, we're in trouble the the podfather dad he's uh he's been struggling a bit of late too he's dropped he's been sliding, sliding down the ranks uh very very quickly so hopefully he can turn it around for uh, for your sake and for his um Group code unlimited group code seven three two six five four for anyone who just wants to jump in late in the season. Um, bit of a bit of few movers and shakers here. I've had an absolute nightmare, as I said. So I'm dropped down now to fifth, fourth overall, fifth overall in that group, down from first in one week, and we have a new leader. So Scandy, uh, coach uh, Liam, coach of Scandy, has taken the lead in that group. He's two points ahead of Dom's Derrick's, um and uh and then it looks like uh chris's mate simon he's up into third so there's only 25 points separating the top three there so it's on for young and old in the pod pod group um unlimited group and we've got to remember there's a big major prize on the line there too of a round of golf at the lakes and a day in the chairman's club at ramwick Racecourse. so um that's going to come right down the wire and my plan to win that um so so we don't have to don't have to worry about bringing anyone else is is uh is starting to look a bit dicey, so I'm going to have to pull my finger out. I think, um, but well done to Liam, uh, who's gone to the top of that. Uh, the ten team league update. Now, this is the team we were coming first overall in the ten team leagues. Um, we're not going that well, and and I'm not and I'm not helping. But um, we're down to th- we're third. We so we've stuck at third out of five thousand teams. Um, I'm not sure we're going to be able to get back up to the top. It doesn't sound too bad. Top three. Top three would be very respectable in our first season. So. Um, hoping, hoping we can, we can, um, hoping we can maintain, I think it would be a good target for us for the end of the year.
2: What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler, the juggler's come out at Brookie.
1: Right. Let's get into this week's games. Um, Manly versus Storm is the first game off the rank for the Storm. Cam Munster has been named um, in jersey number six. Uh, He has to be in huge doubt given he left um, Perth in a sling. Uh, Felice Cafusi's is out. He's on his way to America. His dad's crook in hospital. So we hope uh, Mr. Caffouse, wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, Chris Lewis starts in the second row. Grant Anderson, popular buyer this week, has been named on the wing but Ryan Pappenhausen lurks in the reserves. Uh and for Manly, Josh Alloyer is out with a concussion suffered in uh Samoa's match against the Cook Islands. Um Tubes, I mentioned there there's a lot to get through this game, so we might have to spend a little bit of time here. Grant Anderson, popular cheapie. Um, would you be would you be surprised if Paps doesn't come into this
0: team? I think Paps will definitely come in. Uh, and I'm glad it's it's game one of the round, so we'll see what's actually going to happen. I'm actually more interested in what happens with Munster, who I think has just been named because they didn't know what else to do uh, on such a short turnaround. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see who plays 5-8, and uh, with Paps back, whether maybe Meany goes to 5-8, which will mean that Anderson probably shores up his role for seventeen, which which will be a big trading target then.
2: That'd almost be the ideal world for super coaches if if he can play seventeen and then drop out of the side completely, that's that's almost the perfect scenario, isn't
1: it? I think I think he's fine anyway. As long as he, if he's playing seventeen, I think he's limited worry anyway. Because if he's on the wing, like you don't have to play him in your seventeen, but he's fine. He's not going to be an A.E. problem because he won't be on the bench. He'll only start or he won't play. So um, yeah, perfect situation. If Meany is at 5'8", perhaps fullback Anderson wing. Is there anyone else that could slip slip into 5-8 there, um, either of you? I'm trying to think. Well, I think
2: Johns was the one who's played there in the past, but he, he didn't have a great game when he filled
1: in, so I, th- I think no. man, he might be the man. Well, he got dropped after that first game. Yeah. It's a bit of a different configuration though now. You, like you said, Tubes, it's very good that that's the first game. That makes it very, very easy. <laughs> Currently, I'm looking to move Munster on uh, out of my side, and I can bring him Pap straight in for Munster. So move Drinkwater down to 5'8", um, and perhaps can slot straight in. And then um, I'm also looking at bringing Grant Anderson in if that all falls the way I think it is. The other one, Jono, who is a potential Munster replacement in the Storm lineup is Jerome Hughes. So obviously if Munster doesn't play, Hughes will take on that um, dominant attacking play. Is he someone that you would consider um, for as a bit of a pod for over round 17 and then for the run home?
2: So is he only available at half back? So the plan would be to move – the plan would be there for people to move, I suppose, Ezra Mam down to 5'8 and then bring in Hughes at the, the halfback spot, I imagine, is what the plan is. Look, I, I don't think it's a bad option. I just think it's a short-term option if you're happy to, to kind of burn two trades because I do think at halfback, the run home, you're going to want Cleary and Hines. So I think it's a very much a viable option for 17 and even for, for this week, but I do think it's a short-term one. So it's a bit of a luxury move in my opinion.
0: I don't know. I mean, Hines is, the, obviously that's the obvious two halves backs, but I think there's not an obvious two fullbacks anymore. So there's a potential that people will be planning on running Hines and Pappenhausen as their two fullbacks as well. Yeah. Um, it, I, I think, I don't think I'd be bringing in Hughes though, uh, and want to be keeping him for the run home. So I, I'm, I just wanted to argue with you, Jono, but I do agree that I think you'd be needing two <laughs> trades to get him back out.
1: I wish we were the type of podcast that had stats at the ready, where you could go, "How does how does Hughes go without Munster?" I feel like that that would be he would do well, but I have no stats to back that up.
0: Yeah, gut feel feels like he does well.
1: Gut feel exactly, and he will he will touch the ball more. Like Munster's been playing quite dominantly this year, so. Um. Uh, cheese, he's not really an option, is he? Tubes,
0: three fifty k, is he? I th- he's starting starting lock, lock this week. I mean,
1: so he'll be starting starting the next two weeks. Yeah, I mean, they play funny buggers.
0: Yeah, I think i i i i i can't see that you're going to want him for the for the run home. The only reason that you would potentially get him is you you're just going to have Grant as your one hooker. And and then that's it. And then you just have cheese yep. as your backup that you're never going to play him for the rest of the year unless he's unless he's starting or matchups from that perspective. So that's a potential option given that the other hooker is Cook, and you're not you know he's not a he's not a must have uh, in in your 17.
1: You mentioned Grant there, Tubes Jono. Um, do you own Grant currently, or have you sold him?
2: No, I, I brought him in at the worst possible time. So I brought him in when he was at his absolute peak price and he's barely played since then and when he has, hasn't scored very well. So it's it's worked out horribly for me. So I, I can yeah. see him as a viable option for people to move. I can't do it just because I feel like I'm kind of tied to him now having got him at the worst possible time. But I, I can understand the move. There's there's a, there's a fair few good hooking options this year. Like obviously he's, like Tube said, the number one you want on the run home, but you could easily trade him out this week and bring him back in after round nine, like maybe for round nineteen.
1: Yeah, I think you've got to hold him now. You're kind of committed. You he can play him this. He's an easy play this week. Um, and then he's the. I was I was gonna. I I thought you might not have him, so I was t- I was teeing you up for a. Uh, as a non-owner, but you surprised me by by owning him. Um, so he's six hundred and sixty-five k with a BE of one hundred and six. Now, obviously, he could hit that BE, but even if he hits it, um, he's a prime prime um, trade target for post-origin for the first game he plays straight after origin. Um, I don't think I'll be on my Pat Malone though um, in in uh, in bringing in Harry Grant post-origin. A um, couple of other names from the Storm I wanted to talk about. Um, Jing, someone, Josh King, someone we um we haven't spoken about for a while. His form seems to have tapered. Um, if you were an owner tubes, would you be holding through the buy now and then looking to move on?
0: Yeah. I think you you're definitely holding for the buy. You probably gets okay minutes in the buy and then you'd be moving on from him. Like we just said, he, Bellamy plays there's been a bit of silly buggers going on. Um but he should get okay minutes this week and, and okay minutes next week. So I can't see why he would be trading now.
1: Yep. Yep. Um the other now, one. what about
2: Olam? You you mentioned Olam off air about someone you're interested in. What are your thoughts on him? Why do you bring him up?
1: So I was I um before I looked at Grant Anderson, um, I had I I could get a center wing in for cooler. Um and I could only spend like four hundred and thirty K? And so I was looking at the options in there, and I saw Justin Olam. Now he hasn't been going that well of late, hence the reason he's only 400k. Um, but earlier this not not long earlier this year, he was up over 600k, so 616k. And since then, he hasn't he hasn't scored a try. So he got a double against the Knights in round eight, but he hasn't scored a try since then. His base has been not great, okay, but the last two weeks, 31 27, which is you know up around his kind of average. Um I just thought that he could be the type of guy that could go on a run um on the on the way home that could be a good pot option that no one's really looking at. Um I think he's on his on his when he's in form and getting good ball um he's kind of as good as anyone in the in the competition and and he's probably a you know he's been touted before as a top 5 center wing. So I just I'm still going to have a. I'm going to have a look at him, and I know I wish Dan was here because I know Dan. He's one of Danny. He's one of Danny Boy's favorites. Um, so I'm going to give him a good look, and I'm not sure if I'm going to put him up as the official pod of the week, but um, I think he is a good one to to go and take a look at. Have we mentioned? Have we have we got through the whole storm list yet, or we got a couple more to go? I think we've
2: covered um, every player in the team, so probably yes.
0: There's no one really relevant in uh, Canterbury. To, uh, sorry, in Manly to talk about though. Um so no. it, it it's it, it's a it's a big week for the storm.
1: It is a big week for the storm. The only the only manly guys I think worth um referencing uh, are Cooler can be held for another week if you have um any other he's got a BF13 so he should get one more price rise. Um ideally you actually would hold him but I think if you if he if you do need to trade him out for someone do it like Cooler to Anderson is is more than okay. Um Garrick keeps getting it done for owners much to my Despair. It would please me greatly if he could go sub fifty this week against the in the tough game. And Ola Kawatu, Ola Kawatu Tubes was brought back down to earth slightly last game with a with a score in the fifties. Is that a uh, any concern to you as a big Ola Kawatu fan?
0: Nah, I think he's still. If you if you've got him, he's a hold. And if you don't, you're not bringing him in right now anyway. So
1: no, nah, I think he's still a run home second row forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 still jealous of everyone who owns him because I did own him and I traded him uh, when he got suspended. All right, uh, let's move on to the next game. Is uh, not quite as high quality, but we'll give it a go. Uh, Knights versus Titans. Friday night up there at uh, Newcastle. So for the Titan, uh, sorry for the Knights. Ponga is out um, following a concussion in Origin. Tex Hoy will start at fullback. Um, Daniel Saifidi and Bradman Best are named amongst the reserves for their returns from injury. So it'll be interesting to see if they get a run. Uh, for the Titans, the big news there is David Fafida is back on the bench. So it will be very interesting to watch him over the next couple of weeks um, as a potential run home option in the second row. could even be a bit of a pod. Um, Jono, have you got any nights or are there any nights on your radar this week?
2: I don't know any nights. And there's no one seriously on my radar. I think we'll talk about Barnett. I don't think he's a bad option, but... The other one that I think probably the most owned night is, I assume without looking at the numbers, is is Clemmer. I mean, I think if if he's one, if I had him, I'd be really happy to have him on board. Seeing Daniel Saifidi back on the extended bench would worry me if I owned him, and it certainly is someone that I'm looking at potentially bringing in for 17. Uh, It's something that's on my mind. The minutes could drop, and where his big points have come from since he's been in a good runner form this year has, has come with extended minutes. So that's one thing that's worth watching.
1: He had just started to tail with his minutes slightly. So he was up to 76 minutes against the Warriors. Now he's dropped down to 61 and 63 his last two. Not too bad, but um, probably a bit telling. He's, he only made a 49 in the last game, and that's his lowest score since round seven. Um, just a little he, – he's been down on the um, on the offloading stats and um, – uh, tackle break stats not that he breaks that many tackles but his his evasive stats are down the last three weeks um he's an okay option but I, i'm gonna i'm gonna leave him mitch barnett my man from earlier in the year before he got sent off for 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 a negative score um he's done quite well the last two games he's he hasn't been playing 80 but um his his output has been strong. He's gone sixty-one and seventy-one the last two in fifty-six and sixty-six minutes. Um, I think their lineup this week is favourable. Um, uh, Lockie Fitzgibbon has been dropped, so he got dropped last game, I think, as well. So Barnett could get the goal kicking, like we spoke about. Milford's probably the other one, and Clune I think kicks goals as well. Um, so there's a chance. Look, he's and a Tex bit Hoyle of a pod as well. Yeah, he, it's a bit of a pod. Um, I'm a bit reluctant after last time to push anyone into him, but I know Dan wanted me to bring him up. So uh, I
0: I, think he's a good option. The The, the reservation uh, is Fitzgibbon is named in the 19 jersey for some reason. Um, so I think he's just been dropped, but it's a little bit unsure. But I think Barnett, if he has the kicking, Pong is going to, he's obviously not going to play 17. Um Mitch Barnett was a genuine option at the start of last year when he had the goal kicking and he was playing 80 yeah. minutes on an edge. Uh, so if you can get that even for just the next three or four weeks, then at 400 and, you know, mid mid to high 400s, he's, he's a genuine option.
2: Can I throw it like a, a real out there pod that I don't think many people would have looked at? What about the frizz? So he's, he's averaging 66 in 80-minute games. He's priced at, it's had under an average of 60. Solid floor, like he has good base. He's yeah, The only concern is he does probably lack a bit of upside with the Knights attack, but 520K, I don't hate that as an option.
0: Why did he only get... So he got he only got 29 and 37 minutes against the Raiders. Did he get injured last um, game?
2: I'd love to pretend that I watched Newcastle Knights games, That's but what, I don't. I would assume he- so because before and after that, he's been playing... 80 minutes, so I would assume that was an injury affected game, but I say that with no actual yeah. confidence.
0: He, so his break even is 104, but I think he's he's definitely an option. I mean, he, his start of the year was was great. Um, I just I'd, I'd probably want to give it a, another week to see, you know, you know what that's going to look like for next. I week. was
1: I'm sorry, I was just coughing and spluttering a bit there. Um, who are we talking about? Ty, uh, <laughs> <Frazell>. awesome, Brazil. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, he definitely did have problems against the Raiders. Yep. That's why. Yeah.
0: Thank. Thanks for that analysis. Matt. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what, don't know what it's, they were. It's an excellent contribution. Uh, <laughs> the the one other that I was thinking about mentioning, uh, and is and obviously if months is out, pod option at 5'8", is the MILF. Uh, oh he's he's dropped. He's dropped to. Uh, He's dropped 73,000. He's down to 412K. They've got the Titans, then the Rabbitohs in 17, and then uh, the and then the Sea Eagles after that. So, uh, look, you'd, you're not going to want him for the run home, but high ceiling milf taking control of the team with Ponger out could be a bit of a pot option for those that are looking to play at home. Not, not unlike... A, a previous pod like Matt Moylan, just looking for his glory days.
1: I just reckon you need to cut your like, take take the take the win take the W there Dom, and, Um don't spin it up again. You can't possibly buy MILF. I know John called you not to buy Moylan this week. I'm calling you this week not to buy MILF.
0: He looked alright for for Samoa on the weekend.
1: The Knights are just so shit. Like they're just not gonna score any points. And now Pong is out anyway.
0: Yeah. If they are scoring points it's because of the MILF that's all I'm
1: saying. Someone's put Paul Turner on the run sheet here from the Titans. Who wants to talk about Paul Turner? I put him on there, but it was more of
2: a as a warning as opposed to a uh, – Do I put him in the wrong club? Is that why? Are we up to no, the
1: no, Titans The Knights are playing the Titans.
2: <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I chucked him on there, but more as a warning, because I've seen people throwing his name about, and I just think he's right. an absolute trap. Um, so – I think people are seeing a negative BE and that he's played his two games and he might be a good trading option, but yeah, I just don't think he's worth going for at all. He doesn't play seventeen, um, yeah. Yeah, so just it was more on there as a warning, Matt, not as a Good work. Him up. That's
1: that's what we're here for, Jono. We need to we need to help the the uh, the super coaches out out there. Um, David Fafida, as I mentioned at the top there, just uh, he's a wait and see. So just give him a couple of weeks, get a good look at his role. Hopefully, we get a couple of price drops and he will be a very nice option come round. Uh, maybe around eighteen or nineteen. We'll see how we go. Um, and probably yeah. There's not. There's nothing else doing at Titans. they not. They don't play. No. So just just leave them for now. The next game. So. The next game is the Panthers versus the uh, Roosters Friday night out there at Penrith. Uh, now the Panthers have named all their Origin and rep stars to back up. Um, they've got a few of the usual suspects in the reserves. Um, just in case. Uh, anyone they want to give anyone a rest um, for the Chooks, radley is back in that lock and that pushes a popular option popular round 13 option nat butcher back to the bench um we'll start with butcher um uh tubes i believe you're an owner um will you be looking yep. to move move butcher on this week as a priority or have you got bigger bigger uh bigger <laughs> bigger <laughs> i'm not sure don't get the fish at the butcher but bigger fish to fry Oh what did Defin- that pun desperately but I just yeah
0: couldn't couldn't think of it uh there's uh he's definitely gone so cuz Cause, cause he's also got coming off that a uh, he concussion so he had drive right. points in round 15 um oh God. Uh, from from 15 minutes cuz he had a concussion so huge break even or well a break even of 77 but he's going to have another big break even next week yep. so it's time to go for Butcher. Um, So he's my number one trade out this week, uh, followed probably closely by Munster if he doesn't play as well.
1: Wasn't that a game? Bruce's Parramatta. I don't know if anyone on this call saw it, but um, it was an absolute absolute cracker. Um,
0: I am just reading some breaking news, whether you want to believe it or not, from old uh, News Corp. Phil Rothfield saying that Matt Lodge is just signed for the Roosters for the remainder of 2022. Wow. Um so
1: Buzz doesn't but, usually get him wrong for you know for all these.
0: So I don't know what I, I obviously won't be for this weekend but that'll probably shake up their rotation a little bit as well. Um but probably you know nothing nothing too dramatic from a super coach standpoint. Shouldn't affect the
2: relevant players from that, from
1: them you wouldn't yeah. think.
0: No. Either way Butch is going.
1: It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, who else we got from? Well, we, well, we may as well stick with the Roosters um, while we're talking about them. Teddy is a guy who is um, really dividing opinions. Um, Tubes, I believe. Sorry, we'll stick with you because you're an owner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just holding now, or are you looking maybe to sell as well?
0: I think I'm going to hold again for this week. If he, uh, I'll probably hold either way, but I'm hoping he plays because I'd love to get his score. Um, he does have a big break even of 157. Um, yeah, right. So 748K. You could, you could consider going early him to Paps, but Paps has a big break even as well. Um, so, yeah, I think for me this week he's, he's probably going to be a hold and hope that he, he busts out a big score.
1: Jono, um, given that it's it's probably likely, I think that he gets a rest in round 18 against the Dragons. That given that that'll be Origin three, then a short turnaround. Uh, I think they play the Saturday, so it's a few. He gets a few days, but I'm, I know that, that Robbo has liked to rest him in that round 18 game before. Is he a target for you post-Origin? Well, I, I actually, I'm an owner. I've
2: owned oh. him since round one,
1: so I'm in the same same
2: book as you. Well, um, I'm going
1: well with your team tonight.
2: No? You're on fire, <laughs> No, nah, mate. Well, look. I don't know that he will get that rest like he normally does post origin because the Roosters need to win footy games. Like they're not in that position that they often have been in the past. So you could be right and he might get that rest, but I'm happy to take that risk and keep running with him in the team for now.
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll rephrase the question to myself. He's I've got a long term plan to bring Teddy back in um, in round 19. Um, so I'm going to stick to that. I still think that him and Paps are the two best run home fullbacks. So. Um, I think if you don't own him, you just wait on him now, certainly if you've got the BE, And, yeah, I think if you do own, you just need to the, – the the big question you need to ask yourself is what does your run-home strategy look like? How many trades is it going to take to get there? And this is particularly at fullback and either halfback or five eight and what jewels you've got there. So probably just one to have a think about more than just in the context of Teddy himself. Uh, for the Panthers, plenty doing there. Uh Isaac Tago is a very popular trade-out this week. Um, he hasn't had the big scores pretty consistently, but he's, he's been consistent. Um, he's 512K. Tubes, are you, is he someone that you're looking to move on or have you already moved on?
0: I think, no, I've still got him. And I think as we were talking about before, probably just some bigger fish to fry this week uh, with Butcher going and, uh, and, yeah, tossing up about Munster I think he's. I don't think he's necessarily a hold for the run home. But I think if you if you're low on trades like me, then I mean you can easily put him in your best sort of 17, depending on matchups for the run home as well.
1: He obviously had a bit of a disappointing 38 against the Warriors last week, and but before that he he hadn't scored under 50 for like six weeks or something. So I just think if you if you like you could trade him, but it's 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 more about do you see like i think uh, the context of tago is um, if you if you're using say six trades um, between now or five trades between now this week and next week for your round 17 numbers um, it's really critical to figure out who those five or six players are that you're going to be getting out of your team so if tago's one of them and it fits a tar- it fits trading him to a target this week i think he's fine but um given that they're playing the Roosters at home, they're going to be um, pretty short price favourites. I think he's an easy play if you need to as well this week. So, um, again, it's a bit more of a strategic call with Tago. I think he's a fine hold given his dual status. But um, if he's one of the guys that you are going to move on for around 17 number, then um, that's all well and good also.
2: I also think Matt's strategy-wise, like, I personally think that Taylor May and Brian Toto are both keepers for the year. Uh, and I wouldn't want to run with three Panthers. And I think for me that Tago falls behind those two in terms of the order of priority. I just think you can make a case for it, but I just think three Panthers, as good as they are, that's too much to have locked and loaded into one spot. So I think that's a factor as well.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I've got out So I've got that whole left edge, Kikau, Tago, May. Um, so my plan is to move out on next week. So I'll give him one more run out this week and then and then get rid of him. Um you mentioned Toto, Jono. Are you an owner? As a am sure, surely, as a head-to-head merchant, you've got Toto already,
2: Matt. After you gave me the seal of approval last week uh, to bring him in, even though I'm a head-to-head player, yes, I, I did bring him in, and he, he killed it last week. So very happy with that. You know, he actually wasn't on my radar last week. I hadn't even thought about him. Thinking, oh, he was one. I'll, I was thinking like he's one I'll get before the end of the year. But then you guys kind of talked about his break-even and his numbers in your last pod. And, it just it sold me completely. So, yeah, it was a great call.
1: Choose as a – I mean, I don't know what you are now, head-to-head or overall. I still think you're probably – you're leaning on the overall side. Is To'o someone you could entertain? He's got a B of minus four – oh, sorry, he's got a break-even of four. He's coming off back-to-back tons. He's 628K. He's likely going to be the best center wing run homer. Um, could you go early on him given he's not going to play round 18?
0: Uh, no. Nah. Not if you're going for overall, I don't think it's it's worth it. It's too late. Yeah, yeah. Last you, what, week you wanted to do it last week. I think this week they're playing the Roosters. Uh, not that you know that doesn't mean that you can't score well, but I think I think you you're now holding until after Origin. Make sure he backs up, uh, and and whatnot from there.
1: That's a good point. Um... It's something that's not really gets considered that option, but these players who play Origin now this week is not a good example because basically everyone except Ponga is backing up. But um, there's going to be more carnage of that in round 18, and then even beyond that, like guys can get injured in Origin as well. So I think you're right, Tubes. I think last week was the week to take a punt. Um, I don't think, even though he's going up, I think I'd rather pay the premium for him um, in round 18 or round sorry in round 19 or round 20. No round eighteen. When's he? I'm so gone. Seventeen's the buy round. So yeah, in round eighteen or round nineteen, when you know that he's back and um and playing and he's he's there for the run home, I'd rather pay the tax, um and cop cop the price rise this week. Um, I think that's it for that game. So let's move on to uh, the Sharkies and the Dogs. Where's that game at? Oh, that's out at Combank. I'm um, not sure why, but the Dogs seem to they playing a few. A uh, bit of a rarity, um, dogs and sharks unchanged. So for the dogs, Luke Thompson's actually returned home to the UK. He hasn't played the last few, um, which should keep Max King's run of form going. He's been getting good minutes and very, very good scores for super coaches for, that held have held him all the way through. So 68 and 63 minutes last week, um, coming off a of 72 and 57 the week before. So excellent for Ming. He's actually probably a play Um I, I tossed up playing him over Haas last week, but didn't didn't pull the trigger, um, and that didn't it cost me ten points. So that was a bit annoying. Um, just while we're on the drag, uh, the dragons, the dogs. Uh, Dom um, Dan bought him up every week for about a month, but Matt Burton has handsomely handsomely rewarded um, purchases.
0: Yeah, he turned out to be the perfect buy for that that first-round buy because he didn't get picked for Origin, round, Origin 1, and now he's into Origin, but it's just looking like a machine again. Um, now the, How
1: big was that bomb he put up in Origin?
0: That was literally the biggest <laughs> kick I've ever seen. It was so good. Nah, my, Matt, Matt Burton stock, forgetting Supercoach, if you bought some Matt Burton stock, about five weeks ago, you've, you've probably doubled your money, and 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 it's going through the roof even more.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a ten year high yield bond that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but yeah, I don't obviously in the origin team, not going to play the buy. Then might not back up. Don't think you'd be getting him this week as a super coach option, but he's a definite pod option for the run home at five eight.
1: Only other dog there worth talking about is um. Jacob Caraz, not to be confused with Jason Mraz, um <laughs> early two thousands pop singer. Um, Jacob Carraz, Jono, um, presume you have him still?
2: Yeah, actually, it was uh, Tubes who prompted me to chuck him on the the run sheet. Tubes was having the conversation of is he just a year end keeper and play every week, and I had a look at their draw. So they go for the rest of the year. They go Sharks, Rabbitohs, Titans, Knights, Cowboys, Warriors, Eels, Sharks again. And Manly, so no Storm or Panthers on that list. He's got strong base. I think it just comes down to whether or not you think that the Dogs can kind of sustain the attack that they've shown the last few weeks because if they can, he's maybe one that everyone just holds till the end of the year. What what do you guys think?
1: I'm not buying into the Bulldogs' hype. Like, they've been better, yes. They've won two games in a row. Well done. Congratulations. Um, And I'm happy for all you you long-suffering Dogs fans. But um, I still don't think they're going to be that good, like – the, I think I'm hoping the Sharks can give them a um, bring them back down to earth slightly this week. As far as Carraz goes, um, I think he's a good enough play. I don't think I'd want him in my 17. I think he's a sort of a 19th, 20th man that if you've got a few injuries. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, Tubes.
0: Yeah, I haven't played him, but, I mean, he looks good. He looks like a good player, uh, but yeah, I strong. think you're right. I, I still, I don't think, and Jono made the point earlier, the dogs still don't have enough points in them that you could, you know, play him every week, Um, but I'll definitely be holding him.
1: I think he's in the same boat as Tago for me, is that you need to work out who these guys are that are you going to trade out for round 17 players, and he is still borderline for me. Like, he's going to get a price rise this week, Um, but I don't think I'll have any qualms selling him next week for a round 17 keeper um, or a round 17 one and done. So... Um, I think it's just. I think he's just a, a case for whatever best fits your team. I think he's easily held to the end of the season. It's just your kind of, you know, sixth or seventh centre wing, but also quite easy to move on uh, onto the Sharkies. Um, so you now there's plenty of relevance here, given they play round 17. Um, Tubes, let's start with Talakai. Um, you now that he's in Origin, he should get picked again. Um, will you just hold him um, or? We potentially move him on.
0: Definitely holding him. They're playing the Bulldogs this week, <laughs> so I'm holding him. I'm playing him, and then uh, they pick the Origin side again on Sunday. So you'll find out if he actually makes the the team, which he which he may Is there a not. chance he misses? Yeah, Whiten's back. He's 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 got to be a big chance of of going for Whiten. Um, whether or not they play Whiten at Senar or what they do there, but Whiten will be in the 17. So Talakai is the first man out, I think.
1: What if they? Um, so you'd have to think that Burton holds his spot no matter what. Crichton, you'd have to think he's gone. I thought Crichton was terrible. He did a couple of nice defensive plays at the end, but I thought he he had a sh- he missed the tackle for the try in the first half. For the um, well, he missed the tackle on Ponga, I think, when when Munster scored. Um. Does Latrell just take his spot? Does Jack Whiten go to 14 with Cookie? So, yeah, so Whiten would take Talakai's spot, wouldn't he?
2: And play two backs off the bench. Potentially, look, it's Freddie, though. Like, honestly, you yeah. try and get inside that bloke's mind. He could do anything.
1: I think without becoming
0: the uh, the Origin 3 team prediction pod, I think it's pretty clear <laughs> that it's that it's up in the air, and you're holding Talakai <laughs> this week until the teams announced. On so so you're the saying end, end we, can, this we can
1: talk about this next week? Is that what? you're yeah, saying
0: exactly. So Talakai holding this weekend, play him against the Bulldogs, and then um, and then we'll see what happens.
1: All right, Chips. While you're on a roll, give us the Matt Moylan rundown for this week.
0: Matt Moylan minus forty be. Uh, he's playing the dogs. He's in for another hundred. Uh, so I'd be looking to bring him in if you if you didn't already follow the the advice to, to Munster bring him to in Moylan. last week. Uh, Munster to Moylan at 5'8", uh, plays round eighteen, and uh, potentially if you still hold Tedesco, you could go Teddy down to Moylan uh, for a for a nice price rise uh, over the next two weeks before you upgrade to Paps. So let's else.
1: let's get this straight. You're doubling down on your Moylan advice. You're saying if you didn't listen last week, make sure you listen this week.
0: Yeah. I, honestly, <laughs> he's like I know that. I mean, he scored, and so that helped his. But I, I still stand by that he's looking a lot more dominant, um, and and a and a lot more aggressive with his attack. Um, and he does play on that left edge with Talakai and Ronaldo. So there's points on that side. Um. Obviously, he's a minus forty break even, and he plays round seventeen. So, if you 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 could get him this week, he, he's certainly an option. I'm 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 certainly happy yeah. to be holding him.
1: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Um, Jono head to head man, Will Kennedy cheap as chips, three hundred forty eight k, I believe minus ten break even. Yeah, those two negative scores in a row. First person ever to do that, I believe. Um, is he someone that? I mean, you're going to say no, I know, but is he uh, is he an option? <laughs> I'd honestly rather
2: than Matt Moylan. Like, no, I don't. I don't think he's an option at all. I mean, obviously, you must. You've brought him up a couple of times in the pod now over the last few weeks. So, what's your vibe on him?
1: Three sixty-eight k. He's gone seventy-nine sixty-one the last two. Sharks play around seventeen. Obviously, I just don't think he's the worst to plug in as a pod. So he's he's got a he's got a ceiling. He's had scores in the nineties. Probably probably doesn't have the big ceiling, but. He's a value purchase. Like he's priced at a 40 or a 41. He's obviously a better player than that. He he's averaged, definitely value. He, so. he averaged 65 last year. The big thing is though that he's he's just in a position where you need an out-and-out out gun and I don't think he's that.
2: Yeah, I suppose if you're looking at maybe dropping Teddy for a couple of weeks and banking on a rest in 18 and then maybe – but then you have to get Teddy back. So it's it, it's a hard call. Actually, I think- so I take it back. It's not a hard call. I just wouldn't get Will Kennedy. I,
1: I think I think the, the option would be if you were to drop Munster and you wanted to give perhaps a week that you could bring Kennedy in if you dropped like a drink water down to 5'8", if you have drink water at fullback. Um, so something like that. I'm just putting it out there as a pod option. Now, I don't think I'll do it myself, but I, I just want the, the listeners to know that it is an option and I support you if you do go down that route. Um. Ronaldo. So I'm going to talk about Ronaldo. I bought Ronaldo in last week, very begrudgingly, and I'm really I've got I've got Ronnie regret. Um, I love Ronnie. He's a great player. Um, We'll get Dom to pronounce his surname again shortly. But he scored a 43 after coming off 106 against the uh, the Warriors. He's 631k this week. I don't know. Like, would you would you be avoiding him now, Tubes? If you hadn't got him already,
0: I think so. I think it's like we've said like I I think the time's passed to to be looking to bring him in. Do you really want to hold him for the rest of the season?
1: It's just that round 17 number and this like they're kind of falling. Like I honestly think I'd rather Justin Olam this week than Ronaldo for the 230k price difference.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you're a bit burnt because you brought him in last week and he went no good. So, you're probably not the uh Look, I I'm happy to have him. Uh, I don't know if I'd be racing to bring him in this week. Um, but in saying that, he could easily get 150 against the yeah, goals we, this week
1: too. Hopefully hopefully feeling a bit more chirpy about that one last week. I don't know. There's, there's just trades that you make during the year that really bring you down when they don't come off. And this was when you pay 600 and, oh, 600 and whatever, K I paid for him. You want to score straight up. You don't want to be feeling left out, left like you've been left behind. When you know that he's not a value purchase, and I've spoken about this Many times on the pod. you He's priced at a 70, and like deep down, I know that I wasn't getting a 70 player, but I was getting a quality player for 17 and for the run home. So I just feel against going my own principles there that that's really shot me in the foot. So I'm just a bit disgusted with myself, to be honest. Um, who else we got from this game? McInnes. Oh, this is another one for me. Um, Dale Fanoucan back. Jono, that's that's spelling. Um, that's spelling bad news for McInnes owners, isn't it? Yeah,
2: he dropped twelve minutes last week with Finnugan back in the team. So, I mean, if you if you own him already, obviously he's a clear hold playing seventeen. But I wouldn't be looking at bringing him in. Uh, I mean, plus we get another look at him this week, and if the minutes go back up, he could be an option. But
1: not for me. Blake Brayley actually tubes. He was your boy. I think you were putting him up at one point or Dan. He's done quite well, and he's been the buy. He's been the buy over McInnes.
0: Yeah, I think I think the week you brought in McKinnis, I was putting up him as the alternate. Yeah. Um, I didn't bring in either, so can't take any claim on that.
1: That hooker um, spot's been very tricky.
0: It's been a tough it's been it's been tough. I mean, Grant and Cook have been the two standouts, but neither of them you could have held no. both of them all year. Like it the for, for various reasons, both being out or or different things. So Oregon. it's been it's been tough to get the to get the second one right this year, I think.
2: I think I disagree on Cook Tubes. I think he's played every game and averaging like over 70. But Grant, yeah, Grant has had some tough spells. I actually think the other one who's really viable is Matt's boy, Reese Robson. Like he looks a legitimate second option potentially. It was one of, the, one of the great calls, Matt. I don't think you brought him in.
1: Well, I couldn't. Like I just, I couldn't get the, the stars to align, you know. Like it's just like you need things to light up in Supercoach sometimes. And it just couldn't, it just couldn't get it to work, unfortunately. Um, Jono Brittonakora, he's a bit of a pod option.
2: I really like him as an option for this week, and I'm actually interested in talking to you two as sharks fans who watch every game. Is there something I'm missing here? So he's priced at 460k, averaging 52, 43 in pure base, plays 80 every week. I mean, going into this year, he basically averaged a try every three games. We know he runs a great line. This year, he scored one try in 13 games. So, what's the go? Is it just unlucky or is it a shift in tactics from the Sharks?
1: Because on paper, to me, he looks like an excellent option. Um, from my perspective, he's he's one of those guys that you just don't notice a lot either while they're playing. But the thing I have noticed is um, before Wade came back in the team, um, they were using those edge runners, Wilton and Nakora, as deep. They were running a lot of decoys. The other thing is they're going left a lot more than they're going right. So they're going – Towards Talakai, they have actually tried to balance that up a bit because it was just becoming too obvious. Um, but yeah, course just not get any attacking stats, um, so his his base and um, output has been fine. Um, I just I don't I I don't know like I I don't want to I don't I'm not I'm not enough of an expert in watching the Sharks close. Like I watch the Sharks, yeah, but I'm not. I wouldn't profess to be an expert with their tactics in terms of what they're doing. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't say, but, I mean, there's got to be some chance he, he's attacking, you know, he's attacking stats return for the end of the year.
0: I think uh, if you're looking for that round 17 number, I think th- th- there's just not that many back row options. And I think you'd, he's got a good good enough base that you could bring him in and just hope for that upside with the Sharks' run, run home. Um, yeah. So I I think... I'm looking at his him as an option for Butcher. Uh, I'm very up in the air. There's just really not that much in the second row forward, which is why he's he sort of appeals. Um, he's he's at a good price point, and obviously plays round seventeen. Um, so I didn't think I'd be looking at him, but I think he's he's an option. But to answer your question, Jono, I think it's just the way Fitzgibbons probably got him playing. He he did have a good combination with. Sean Johnson previously, uh, and obviously not having him there has probably had his attacking output down. Uh, uh, Nico obviously runs it a fair bit, um, and possibly doesn't necessarily isn't the, the traditional half that he's looking at putting the, the back row up through a hole and in, in those types of balls. Um, so I don't know if his attacking output's going to come, but I, I think. He's someone that you could definitely pl- have in your, you know, your wider twenty-person squad and play on matchups, and he's a good option to play this week.
1: Good summary, tubes. Send him off! Send the drinking game off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical. Right, let's move on to the second half of the the games for the week. The last four remaining matches. So, we've got the Cowboys up against the Broncos up there at um, uh, Townsville. So Queensland, uh, Cowboys' origin players are all expected to back up. The um, uh, new signing, makes his debut off the bench. Looks like he'll play a bit of middle, maybe a little bit of edge. Um, Tommy Gilbert, Tubes' boy, returns starting in the back row. Um, Broncos' origin players are all named. Payne Haas has got to be in a bit of doubt. The bloke just gets injured every game and then just turns up. He's a Terminator. Um, Adam Reynolds returns at halfback, big in for the Bronx. Um We've got to start with Ruben Cotter here. He was laid out, I think, eight minutes before the last match against Manly. Burnt a lot of owners. Jono, were you one of those?
2: Yes, I I am still an owner. Not that I plan on holding him. It's just a case of what I'm going to do with him and with the money he provides. I'm, he, he's someone – I know we'll talk about Ryan Madison a little bit later on, but that's what I'm looking at doing with Cotter because I don't, I don't think he's that premium hold till the end of the year. I would have been happy to. But now that he's out for that three to five weeks, I think it's worth just moving him on.
1: Did you? Uh, did you WhatsApp flash up in time for you to get him out of your seventeen?
2: The PodPod Pod feedback group got me over the line. Yeah, it did. Good. It was huge.
1: I was happy to see it happen because he's he's killed me as well, Cotter. But I sorry, never wish harm on anyone. But if anyone was going down, I wasn't. I wasn't too upset. It was him. Uh, I think they missed him during Origin as well. Tubes. Uh, I'll let I'll give you a bit of an open canvas here for your Bronco for these Broncos boys. Um, Ezra, ma'am, easy hold for seventeen now. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: it's like a that's just like a tap in. There's a gimme. Then, yeah, I just to uh, just
1: I just want to put just an easy gimme for you. Just to start. It, I think you and saw I'll, me. I think you saw go. me
0: typing a work email and, and thought uh, I better just bring him back on topic here. Uh, Ezra, man, uh, I think he I think he's a hold for for round seventeen at this
1: point in time. So Tyson Gamble named in reserve grade, which is a good sign for his prospects for 17. Payne Haas, Jono, are you an owner?
2: Yeah, similar boat to Cotter. I'm actually looking at uh, potentially nothing out Haas this week. Can you guys talk me out of that? Is there any reason to, to keep him?
1: Who else have you got in the front row, Jono?
2: Uh, IPAP, uh, Tamalolo and Ming at the moment. So I'm just looking at nothing him out to somebody who won't play at all this year. Bank that yeah, cash I think, I think, and use I think that, that to upgrade f- to Pappy.
1: I think that's fine. I've got so I'm running IPAP, Haas and Ming, and then enough or I've already got I started with enough in the front row and I've just kept him. Um so I'm thinking I'm just gonna plug Ming in if if Haas I, I might just do it anyway, even if Haas does play. I just feel like Haas is I just I just feel like front row is just a waste of trades. Like unless you need the cash and like I'm I'm I can't afford to go Haas to enough because I need a third front rower. So for me, it just doesn't work. But for you, if you think that you can use that cash elsewhere, then I think that that's a that's a good play.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think if if you need it to if you need the cash to go to Pappy, then then do it. If you don't need the cash and you have another way, then I think just hold him because you you might get rid of a second rower. Pappali back to to the back row at some point isn't the worst either. Or, or Tamalolo, obviously they're jewels. Jono and Painhas, if he does come back. And he's in your side. He, he is one for, as a head-to-head player that you're going to want as a matchup for Big for top. the run home. So
1: if he's fit. I, if
0: you don't need the cash, I'd I'd probably hold him. But like obviously, if he's the best downgrade option you've got to get to Paps, then yeah, of course.
2: I also I, just think the Broncos forward pack is so stacked, and he's constantly carrying around injuries. So I just think there's just a lot of question marks there. But I think Matt and Tubes, I think you guys have summed it up pretty well. Like it's it's one that you can justify by the way, and you're probably not going to be too unhappy.
1: Nah, but I would be I, – I would take – I would heed Tubes' warnings that, that I think if Haas does come good, he's one you're going to want. So I think if you could make it work elsewhere, I'd look somewhere else first with a view to keeping Haas. And even if you have to put him on the pine, like I think I'd rather keep Haas than Tago. Would that be fair?
2: Yeah, I think so, especially because of the we were saying before about all those Panthers players – but I, so, yeah, I, I agree.
1: but I also, for your team, Jono, we're kind of ran in circles with you, but I think for your team, I think you've got too much money in the front row. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that could be – But I think you only really need three front rowers. Agreed. So I think that that, that makes sense. And he's – given Ming's form, I think he's probably the obvious one for your specific team.
0: You must have the most stacked front row in the whole comp though, Jono. I don't think there's <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, there's not many that have four actual potential seventeen front row forwards uh, in
1: the in their front I've, row. So I've only
2: been playing enough. two of them most two of them most <laughs>
1: weeks, so yeah, it's time to go. It's not much else doing here. Tubes, Ketony Stags. He's he's is he uh, is. What would you be doing with him if you did own him?
0: I wouldn't have owned him in the first place. No, I I think I'd um you'd be holding him like it's, so. Any Broncos player that you own, they play round seventeen. Well, now that he's not in origin, now see. that he's
1: not in origin, yeah. So no, he's got it, no chance to get back in. Yeah, um, I
2: think I'm a bit higher on in the new two. Like I, I, I really like Stags, Stags. as an option for next week. I think, um, particularly as again as a head to head player, the idea of carrying him as my sixth man and kind of plugging him in if Broncos mm-hmm. have an easy game or I'm struggling and need to make up some points, I, I really like him as an option for that. Just because he, he can, he can go off.
0: He can go off, and maybe from head to head, if you are looking for. To make up points, I don't, the problem is I don't even think you can play him on matchup. Like he's not, he can get thirteen against the worst team in the comp. So I think for an overall player, you don't want him. Um, but I, I see what you're saying because he is a potential one that if you if you need a he's got a high ceiling, so you you could look at him from that perspective.
2: And I think Tubes. I was looking at his numbers today. He's gone eighty plus four times this year. But then on the flip side. He's gone sub 40 eight times this year. so And there's really not much middle ground for him. So he's an interesting
1: one. Mm.
0: It just mm. depends how he's how he's feeling on the night, basically, um, as to what you're going to get.
1: All right, let's move on to Bunnies versus Eels. Um, now, for the Bunnies, Latrell comes back very importantly. Uh, Cody Nicarima is back to the bench. Um, I can hear a collective cheer from all Souths fans. Blake Taft to the reserves. Keep cheering. Uh, Damien Cook, Cam Murray, Jai Arrow all expected to back up. For the Eels, uh, Paulo is their backup player and he is the only one who could be in some doubt. But I think – sorry, I've just actually read – it's a bit more breaking news. I've read Madison is in some doubt. That puts your trade plans in – that could scupper your trade plans there, Jono.
2: Yeah, I I still think I'll do it and just keep that cash around and see what I want to do with it next week.
1: So I'm not actually sure what's wrong with him. I've just read around the traps that he is in a bit of doubt. So that um, I want to talk a bit about the Eels' um, lineup there because they've gone with a four-forward bench this week. They've gone with Madison at lock, and then they've gone with Ipap back to starting at second row forward, um, which is a bit of a change from what they had been doing. Um, the four-forward bench is leaving me um, a little bit worried about Madison's minutes if he, does, if he was to play. Um, and they're all middles, barring near Kore, who can play middle at a pinch as well. Sean Lane's form has been sensational. IPAP's obviously playing huge minutes. So there's just, you know, Junior Paula, you'd think maybe it's a, a reduced role this week on the back of Origin, but um, is that any concern for you, Jono?
2: Yeah, actually, I didn't... You, you've sold that really well to be concerning. So I think, it, Matt, he's got a big BE anyway, so I think for this week, it's certainly a wait and see and, and, and look at how that forward rotation goes. Who was it on the pod a couple of weeks ago who put out Sean Lane as an option? Because that that's come up trumps as well.
1: Dan. I want to say I want to say it was me, but it might have been. Dan. <laughs> it was. De- it was. De- it, was de- it was
0: definitely Dan. It was. I think a, I it was got a, around it. Was another dart.
1: I think I got around it though, and I didn't mind it. He was. He was one I was spew. I actually, when he scored on the weekend, or he set a try up, he see. He had an unbelievable first half. I had to, I turned it off at half time. I was. I was that mad with Ronaldo going shit. I, yeah. didn't, buy, I didn't buy Lane and I was just like cracked it so I wouldn't watch something else for a little bit, but yeah.
0: And you could have brought in Lane and Moylan and you might be in the top 100 now, Matt, but anyway. <laughs> well, I, was
1: never, I was never bringing Moylan in. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, um,
0: I, I've got one to talk about here uh, and his name is Micah Sivo from the eels uh tough week uh playing the bunnies although not really they've been not horrendous. really um,
1: did you say did you watch them against yeah, them, i was to
0: say I, I realized as i was saying it going I'm, I'm, so the back does it probably doesn't help their defense that much although you've got to think that they've got to bounce back but they've got to bounce
1: back surely like defensively <laughs> at least they've got to try
0: but Jono, what, Sivo...
1: just while we're talking about that johnny what happened you're a Southsman. It was, it, was,
2: it was horrible. I think it was just one of those ones where when one team comes out and just the momentum is so strong their way and one team just can't lift for it. It was, it, was, it was shocking to watch. I actually, at one point, as a Zach Lomax owner, was just going, all right, just make this
1: 100 and let Lomax get 200 points because it was just so gone early. I've never seen so many players from one team just forget how to tackle. Like, it was just – it was embarrassing.
2: It was shocking. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they bounce back this week. I think Parramatta is obviously a tough one to do it against, but Parramatta have their ups and downs too. Back back on topic with Sebo that you've just talking up, I think he's he's pretty much priced at his his average, so it's not like he's a player who's a huge value pick. I think if you get Sebo, you're hoping for a couple of things, that he goes on one of his big runs, which he can go on from time to time. Can on a big run, on. yeah. And I also really like the fact that he's on that left edge outside Dillbags who's in career best form. So I think that they're going left more this year through Dillbags. I mean, how how good – I know this isn't an actual footy podcast, but he looked so good for New Zealand the other night too. So I I, I like that with Sevo on the left outside
1: there. What else is attracting you to Sevo there, Tubes? Just –
0: I think just that he plays seventeen and he's got a huge ceiling. So similar to what Jono said with Stags, he's good for the run home for your head-to-head finals, uh, and you are going to play him on matchups. He literally could get one hundred and fifty yep. on on a good on any good week. So I think if you are going to be bringing him in, this week's not a bad one to bring him in. You get him to play seventeen, and then you hold him as your fifth or sixth center wing for the run home.
1: Yep, I, I like I really like him. I would like to get him, but I don't think I am going to be able to. Um, few of these other South guys you kind of just hold, them if you've got them now, Koala Matangi, I bought him in. That was the one for Lane. I was like, Koala Matangi, he did fine in a game where they got smashed, but yeah, just, just when you get those blokes in, you want them to do well. So uh, Campbell Graham was awful, but he he's an obvious hold. Still been doing very well. Um, uh. John, what would you do if you had Cookie? Well, you'd probably just hold him now given he's been benched in origin and should be no issue to back up in round 18?
2: Yeah, I think he's a hold for the rest of the season. He's actually been a really steady, reliable super coach player this year. Like he's had a couple of big games, very rarely has a bad game. I can understand the tactic of people just playing one hooker for the for the remainder of the year, but yeah, Cookie is averaging, I think, just a touch under 70, so he's been a he's been a good option.
1: Uh Tubes, uh, three names for the eels. Need just a quick summary on each: uh, Will Panasini, uh, Dylan Brown, and Mitch Moses. Um, any of those in your plans?
0: Panasini not in my plans, but I think plenty of people probably have held him since the start. Well done and, if you have. Um, and and he's and you're definitely holding now. Dylan Brown is the most likely trade in for me for Munster this week uh, if Munster is out. So I and that's, want and that's, only, the...
1: could, and that's only because you've got Moylan already.
0: Yeah, and I've got Cody Walker, so I want both. Um, I want I want Brown for the run home, so it it seems pretty safe to go Munster to Brown and then get Walker to um, someone in round eighteen, and, oh, and, and and yeah, potentially straight back in. Mitch Moses, I think John has already covered. Your your main halves are Hines and Cleary. I don't think you want Mitch
1: Moses. I uh, prefer Jerome tank. Hughes than Mitch Moses at a similar enough price. Um, all right, let's move on. From there, uh, Warriors versus Tigers. So um, Warriors back at home in New Zealand finally after two and a half years. um, They are going to be bang up for this. So um, for them, they've got Aitken who back in the centres this week. So that's very relevant for super coaches. Um, For the Tigers, Curran is at lock there. Um, For the Tigers, New Brown will start at hooker. Um, Jacob Little is in the reserves. Adam Dewey. He's still on the bench, and Alex Twile is out. He had a shocking concussion in their last game. Um, I sold Aitken, so that's the one thing I've done right. So I'm, I'm glad I don't have to worry about him, but I think he is a sell now, Jono, um, having been moved to centre.
2: Oh, no question. I think the, the thing we – I was known to, too, Matt, for most of the year. I think the thing that we liked about Aitken was that he was going to be a second rower who's available in centre wing. I don't. You, you're not interested yep. at all in Aiken as a centre wing in centre wing. So no. if you're someone who held him last week while he was out with concussion, now he's a definite trade out.
1: Agree. Probably a
2: good one to go down to Green Anderson, and and you bank a lot of cash there.
1: Yeah, I like that trade a lot. Um, Tubes. Josh Curran is um he's back in now a couple of games. Um, post round seventeen, obviously you are not going to bring him in before, but is he someone? He's only four hundred and eighty k now. Is he someone you could look at as a run home second row forward?
0: Possibly. I mean, just who knows what they're going to do with their with their back row. I mean, if if Aiken ends up well, he played eighty, play he played center, 80,
1: he played eighty last week.
0: Yeah, so I mean, if he plays eighty again and again, you might you might look at him. Uh, like I said before, there is not much in the back row option, and he is a proven gun when he does play eighty. So. Certainly, have a look. See how it goes over the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. Also, they play West this week, and then they've got the buy. So, I'm, and he's got to of seventy this week. So, he should just about hit that if he plays eighty again, or gee, he'll just go under it. So, um, yeah, he's right on my radar for kind of round round 18, 19 and beyond. Um, yeah, I think he's a good one just just to keep just to keep an eye on out there, super coaches uh, for the Tigers, Jono. Nothing to really do in, unfortunately. Joe Offen-Goway is kind of an option if you if you want to be pretty you know, white bread. Um, Luke Garner, is he someone that you, you got your eye on?
2: He's another one I put down the run sheet because I think he's just a trap. I've, I've heard people talking him up as an option and he has scored well the last five weeks playing 80 minutes, but he's also scored four tries for the Tigers. Yep. Like I don't think yep. that's sustainable. So i put him there as more to talk people out of him.
1: Good work. I like it. I don't like him at all either. Even though he does play does play seventeen, where they'll, they'll play Parramatta, they they should get smashed that game. You would you would have to think. Um, I did hear that Noddy's being considered now for that job after um ex uh, St Joseph's um, legend Cam Serraldo turned the Tigers down. Um, so that'll be that could be an interesting appointment um, if they if they take on Noddy. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Noddy's a man to lead him to glory.
0: I don't think anyone's the man to lead them to glory. (laughs) And I don't really want to necessarily go down the rabbit hole other than to, my advice is don't bring in any Tigers and sell any ones that you've got.
1: We always go down just little rabbit holes every now and again. Don't don't rubbish. That. I know you want to get this done, but we just, just a little rabbit hole. We're nearly done.
0: Yeah, but I mean, my coaching opinion is is nothing other than Camp Serrato. He was he was pretty good in the in the thirteen A's grand final against Como. Was it Matt? And it was. Yeah, yeah.
1: Good. Look, you know, got the boys was, around he, the park. He was no, no He was five eight. I was half back. Look, we did well. We got the we got the job done. Cam played well. He had a much more uh, distinguished rugby league career after that match. But <laughs> on that day, we were equals. <laughs> Maybe not quite equals, but we were, we both, we were on the winning. We we're both on the winning team. Um, all right, enough of that. Uh, last game of the round: Dragons v Raiders. Um, God, I just uh, I can't even be bothered with with that game. I doubt. I, do, I almost certainly won't be watching it. Oh, no, who am I kidding? Of course, I will. Um, Hunt in doubt um, for the Dragons. I think he pulled up a little bit battered from bruise from origin, but um, given it's Sunday, you'd have to think he's had weeks rest. He should be fine. Um, Unchanged from last round, Jack Whiten comes back in um, after his COVID stint. Um, Matt Frawley drops out. Charns is back on the bench, um, important for Savage owners to note there, and uh, Schiller drops out of the squad, having played a whole 30 seconds in that game. Um, there's not a lot doing on the Raiders side except for Joseph Tarpany. God, Jono, he is absolutely crushing people.
2: Yeah, last time I was on the pod, we were kind of looking at him and talking about him. He's gone 70 plus four weeks in a row. I mean, he's not an option for this week only because of obviously round 17, but he's one that I want for the run home. I think <laughs> you want another
1: you want another front rower. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I think he's a front row with legitimate upside. Like he's not he's obviously safe, but I think he's got more attacking upside than the other ones. Like I don't know if you guys watched that Raiders game, but he threw like a, a three man cut out ball to the winger for a try. That's I, I saw it. Everything it was awesome. It was
1: awesome. So-
2: and- yeah, he, he's obviously not relevant for this week. I think Savage is another one. If if you're a genius like myself, who brought him in for round thirteen, he's gone up two hundred and ten k. He's scoring really, really well. So I think he's a hold for this week. I would actually play him this week as well against the Dragons. But I'm a little bit scared with Chance on the bench there that he could come in and yeah, take. Yeah, you've fight. seen
1: you've seen Ricky pull him off before as well. Oh, it's not that kind of podcast, Matt. That's a bit bit dirty. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Head out of the gutter, Matt. No, I <laughs> yeah. think I, I have seen Ricky remove him from the field. Yep, <laughs> I think there's a genuine chance that happens <laughs> this week. And being the last game of the round, it's not a risk I want to take. But I think he's a definite hold. He's got a, a of 23, so I hold for this week, and then hopefully it's one nice price. Hold, bump don't and play him into Pappy.
1: Don't play if you can avoid if you can avoid it. Dragons tubes. Uh, oh, I went yeah.
0: I went wide, Matt. I went wide looking for a pod here. They play 17. And I really just could not find one that I want to bring in. I've already held Lomax. He's probably yeah. still the only relevant Supercoach player. Looked at Bird. Looked at Tarek Sims playing lock. Looked at uh, Sully. <laughs> it's just no one. I mean, Ravalawa is probably the one that Thanks. if you really wanted a high upside,
1: I put him. I put him up on the pod last week as a as a very cheeky, cheapy pod. And he came good with a 74.
0: The problem is, mate, you just don't back up your big pod calls by bringing them into your team uh, like some of us.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going to take that on the chin because it's true. Like I am really, I really struggle to bring pods in. I don't know. I've got to change, but it just makes it just so hard for me. I've got to learn. Anyway, um, you're right though, Chibs. There's not much doing. I don't really want to talk much more about this game. Uh, let's get on to Who Would You Rather. fierce to the right, inside, now, Yes! Yes! All right, now we're going to say, stick with the same format as uh, last couple of weeks. So, Tubes, I'm going to ask you, Who Would You Rather for Supercoach? Uh, actually, sorry, we'll start with you, Jono. I'm going to ask start with you. Who would you rather be in real life? And then, and I need some, I need some, um, I need you to show your workings. And then, tubes, who would you rather for super coach? So, we're going to start with Koala Matangi um, and Mitch Barnett, Jono.
2: I think, what about the third option there of Nikora? Can I have him? Because if what? I'm going to pick one of Wonder. Oh, two, sorry, I didn't,
1: right. I didn't, I didn't realize it was a three-way sheet, uh, three yeah, way sheet, three way, who would you rather? Koala Matangi. threat, that one. Koala Matangi versus Mitch Barnett versus Britain. Oh, sorry, I should use um, Koala Matangi's official pod pod name, um, uh, Aldi Olakowatu versus <laughs> Barnett versus Nakora. It's a clear Nakora.
2: Handsome man. Very handsome. Good coin. Living in the Shire. Good on him.
1: Tubes, who would you rather supercoach out of those three this week as a purchase? Uh, I,
0: I already own him, but I'd definitely go Aldi Olakowatu or Koala Matangi um, out of those three. Uh, but I am tossing up between Barnett and Nakora myself, and so I'd probably go Kola one, Nakora two, Barnett three.
1: Yeah, don't mind that order. Um, Our second who would you rather, Jono, is Matty Moylan versus Dylan Brown. Um (laughs) One of the all-time easy who would I rather be.
2: (laughs) It's definitely Dillbags. Very, very handsome man, famous for his work in the stalls. I I think there's no question I'd rather be Dylan,
1: Dylan Brown. Yeah, that's that's an absolute tap in. Talking about gimmick, Tubes. Uh now Tubes, he's your boy. He's your you know, he's he's come up, he's turned up for you or a ninety odd last week. If it came down to it, who would you rather this week, Maddie Moylan or Dylan Brown?
0: Look, I'm just happy I don't have to make the decision, Matt. Uh, I'm I've already got <laughs> Moylan. Uh, I'll be bringing in <laughs> Dylan Brown. Uh, so very happy to not have to make the call myself this week, uh, but certainly leaning towards Dylan Brown as an end of season keeper uh, for
1: Munster. I would prefer Dylan Brown personally. <laughs> no surprise. Uh, our last one, Jono, is Mike Sevo versus Brian Toto. Now this is interesting because... They're both a bit different. So Sevo's cheaper, about 130K cheaper, and Toto doesn't play in round 17. So, as a purchase this week, who would you rather Oh, Sorry, God, I'm getting ahead of myself. Who would you rather be
2: in real life? Yeah, so that was all irrelevant. I, uh, I think uh, the, the stats still play a part here, and it comes down to TikTok followers and Big Bad Brian all over TikTok with the dance moves. He's he's getting it. So I'm, I'm going with Tor with for that one.
1: Is that a, is that a fact? Is he, is he big on TikTok?
2: He does it right. He doesn't post enough, but when he does, it gets, gets some good views. Him and Alex Johnston, two of the best NRL players on TikTok.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to – I feel like Toto really is a lover of life. Now, he, he's, he loves God. Now, I feel like I'm jealous of those people who really love God. They seem quite, you know, into it, even though, like, I can't get around it myself, but they seem very pleased with themselves. Tubes, from, from a Supercoach perspective, <laughs> <laughs> who would you rather –
0: <laughs> oh Matt this pod's gone a bit too late for you tonight I think
1: <laughs> As it haven't even had uh, a glass haven't even had a glass of red tonight
0: yeah uh, from a super coach perspective for this week I think I've given him a big push but I'd be getting uh, Micah Seville for this week
1: very very good alright we're going to wrap it up there that's, a, that's long enough for tonight thank you very much for joining us boys um, good luck to all super coaches out there this week um, we'll have to go for a big, big round uh, sixteen, and uh, please make sure you're uh, you're having a good strategic think about your trades and who needs to go in and out over the next couple of weeks. Thank you very much, Jono. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on,
2: fellas. Thanks, Jubes. You bet. Cheers, guys.